the way, the truth, and the life. So John 14, um, 1 through 14. That's week 8. My small group, the 7th graders, 7th grade boys, we were talking about metaphors of the Bible. And we were looking at all the different metaphors that Jesus had. And some were hard, like... How do you explain to an unbeliever what, what the good shepherd is or the bread of life? But Luke Otto said, this is the easiest one. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Because I am the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Enough said. So I was like, well, I have to teach this thing, and I have to say more than just that. So bear with me. So um, we are going to hit into that. So I want to give you some context here. Um, and the context here in John 14, 1 through uh, 14, is right before we are getting really close to Jesus is going to be crucified on the cross. So he's preparing his disciples for that. Because their expectation is Jesus is going to reign and set up his kingdom. But that is way into the future. Jesus' main goal is to die on the cross for the sins of the world. And the disciples did not understand that yet. So Jesus had just before this told the disciples that someone was going to betray him. We know it's Judas. Judas then leaves to go and do just that. So Judas is actively betraying Jesus as Jesus is going to speak here. And then also right before this, Jesus foretells that Peter, what his main disciple here that's going to lead forward, is going to deny him three times. And on top of that, everybody's going to scatter. And he also, Jesus also tells them, I'm going to leave and you guys can't follow me. And so these are very heavy things that Jesus has just said. And now he's going to say very encouraging things that I hope that you guys, as you read this, are going to be very encouraged. The first, the beginning of the verse here that starts us off is, let not your hearts be troubled. He just said some very troubling things. But he's like, don't worry about that. And we're going to get into that more. So before we do, I want to pray um, to start us off. So let's pray here. Father, we're so thankful for your word. We're thankful for all that you have uh, blessed us with. We're thankful that our hearts are, uh, cannot, are in a situation where we don't have to be troubled, Lord. So please encourage us. For those here whose hearts are troubled, let them hear this word. Um, so that they can be encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let's go ahead and wall stand and let's read. Um, so I'll read this now. <laughs> Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long that you still not know me? Philip, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? 
Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Okay, you guys can go and sit. So there's a, there's a whole bunch there. Unfortunately, we don't have um, a lot of time. You could write a book, of course. There's been a lot of commentaries on this. Excellent, excellent, encouraging verses um, that we have there. So before we get into that, I, I love how we have this um, study set up with the observation. This is just training you guys how to study the scriptures so that you're not reading and going in one ear and out the other. But we want to take it and kind of digest it and really dwell on it. So um, what do you, so just getting into that observe, what you guys have written uh, so far, just let me know what is said about Jesus in this passage. What are some things that you guys have written or that you've seen as I read that here? What? The Father. The Father? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, so, what are some things? What are some other things? Like, how is he described? He's the way, uh, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. Exactly. Luke, you should have said that. But uh, it's a lot more. He's one with the Father. So if you know Jesus, you know the Father. So those are some things. The Son. The what? The Son. Son, mm-hmm. What are some other, um, what are other, other some things that are said there? That are jumping out? He says that he doesn't speak on his own authority, but on the authority of friend, uh, God. Yep, so he doesn't speak on his own authority. He speaks on God's authority. It's good. Any other things that you guys see that jumps out? Okay. Does Jesus give any direct commands, warnings, or promises in the passage? I have two. Allison? Yeah, so if you ask me anything in Jesus' name, I will do it. That's the key in Jesus' name. He says, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Okay, that's good. So that's a, that's a really neat promise and kind of like a thing. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And it's like that's something to really remember and latch on to. Yeah, isn't that cool? He, he, he's telling his disciples, you can't go with me now, but I'm going, and then you guys are going to come with me. That's awesome, because they want to go with him. They've been with him for three years. It's a great thing for us to know. What else? I also put, um, whoever believes in me um, will also do the works that I do. 
So that was another thing in there. And then the last one, why are we given this information? So any statements of purpose or cause and effect? Like, is there anything that you're like, um, okay, now that we know this, we do this or something like that? Or kind of some application there. But does anybody have any, anything written down that they thought? This is kind of like the step before we come up with our main point. We're trying to come up with ideas. What is he trying to teach us here? So like one way is Jesus is the way to eternal life. You kind of, that might be one. You guys have any others? So is that the Father might be glorified? The what? That the Father might be glorified. That the Father might be glorified? Good. So that's why we're doing So what he's doing in there? Good. That's the, that's the type of stuff like that. So what, we'll jump to the main point. What do you guys have for a main point? What do you think is a main point? Jesus um, graciously gives if we believe in him. What? I can hear Jesus graciously gives if we believe in him. Okay. So if we believe in him, what if he's faithful to give? So that's good. It's a good main point. Any other main points? There's not one main point. It's just whatever you guys want to emphasize. So what are you thinking, Dustin? You can only be saved through Jesus. Yeah, so, so salvation's only through Jesus. So he is the way. He's the only way. Good. It's an excellent main point. <clears throat> Any other thoughts for main points? So I really like, I, I particularly love main points. It's so funny because we can so often, when we study the scriptures, miss the main point. And we can, we can kind of go down rabbit trails, which are good to do, but we really want to kind of understand the main points. I really like doing that. It's very helpful for me to help focus. For, for my main point, I said, as the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus is the only true map to eternal life. So that's what I said. Okay, so we'll go ahead and um, start um, diving in to this. So what we have, and we want to just kind of really hold on to that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. One thing that really kind of jumped into my head, just as thinking about and how to, how to talk about it, is I was thinking of when I was um, dating this one this is years ago, I was dating this one woman, and we were um, riding a bike on a date to Champaign-Urbana. And it's a 10-mile bike ride. We were going to Urbana, and that's what you did before the internet. So you, you went and you hung out and uh, did bike rides. So, but also a bad thing about before the internet and phones is we didn't know where we were going. So we were going towards Urbana, and I kind of knew the way. And we got, when we got into Urbana, um, we could go into Urbana or we can kind of go another way out and around. And I didn't know where it was going, so we took the one obvious way. I was like, well, let's go to the left and we'll go closer to Urbana. 
But after about like a quarter mile riding on this bike, I'm like, okay, this looks like an industrial parkway. We need to turn around. But the, my date, who remained nameless, uh, she's like, no, we gotta keep going. So, and, um, and so we, we, we kept going, and I was like, oh, this is looking even worse and worse. This is not the right direction. And so we come to a dead end. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to turn around and go back, because this is not the way. And my date was like, I can see the road right there. It's a quarter mile that way. But in the way was a concrete drainage ditch, some trees, and um, a field of soybeans. So we're like, well, okay, I, I guess I have to be a macho guy. And I was like, okay, we can do it, right? So we take our shoes off and we walk through the culvert. It's only like a foot deep. We get our bikes and we go down the culvert, up through, and then, and then we go to the trees. Well, the trees were really thick shrubs. They were like two inches thick and they didn't move, and we had to kind of like wiggle through and get the bikes through and push through. We're getting scraped up. I think uh, my date got stuck. I had to like unstuck her. So it was, it was hard. It was seriously really difficult. It's like, okay, but we made it through the trees. And now we're in the soybean field. It was pretty good. I mean, it, we could ride along the soybean path and we're doing good. But then, so right before the street that we finally got to, and it, it just took us forever to get through. We're, we're, we're cut up, um, a little frustrated. Um, and then right before the road is this drainage ditch that is 10 foot deep. And I was like, who did a 10 foot drainage ditch? But it's there, it's like eight foot wide. And I'm looking down, we have to crawl down in it with the bikes and then drag them up, and these were heavy bikes, they weren't light bikes. And then I'm throwing the bike up and just trying to get out from underneath it. And so we're, we're getting up and just as, you know, trying to help, um, my date uh, falls down into the, the ravine. Um, and so I help her get out and I found out she fell into poison ivy. So, which we both got a couple of days later. So, it was a bad idea. We went the wrong way. And so, there were many signs that this was the wrong way, and we ignored those signs and kept um, going on with that. And I don't know why, it's just like, maybe for adventure, maybe pride, we're gonna overcome this, and we're not gonna backtrack. Um, but this is before phones and what we really need to know. But it, it, Proverbs 14, 12 really says, there is a way that seems right to man, but in a, in a way it leads to death or in a ditch with poison ivy. So that's what we ended up in. So it's just a, a, a simple analogy or analogy of our spiritual walk that we have that how Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. So what we have an option of is when we ask what is the way well we can look to who jesus is like who is jesus jesus is a reflection of who god the father is so when we see jesus we see who god the father is and so we know that he's loving merciful kind we know those things that we can trust and believe that that's who he is 
and we have it more reflected in that Jesus is the Word made flesh, right? So Jesus is the Word of God, and we have that access, and we just read that in John 14. So to know that when we want to know the way, we look to what who Jesus is, and then we know what is the truth. We know what Jesus said is true. You can trust what he has to say. He won't tell you to go the wrong way. And we know what the life is. So what is life? It's eternal life that Jesus is talking about. Jesus um, is leaving, but he is coming back. Um, and he's coming back for us for all eternity. And while he's gone, what's really cool is he's promised um, that um, while he's gone, he's promised to answer our prayers that are answered in his name. So the key is um, that are asked in his name. And, and a lot of times we ask, what does it mean to ask prayers in Jesus' name? So we ask that it is basically something that Jesus, it's something that Jesus would say when we pray in Jesus' name. So it's like, when we pray, this is something that Jesus would pray, okay? Because if this is something Jesus would pray, he has the authority with where he is to let that happen. So we can easily pray for the wrong things because we can have wrong motives. So when we look to see who Jesus is and what he says and put our hope in the eternal life that we have, not in this world, but the next world, anything that we ask for him will be aligned with him and then he will answer those things. So we could really easily ask for a sports car, right? Something that we don't need. But, but what do we really need when we ask for things? We want good grades. We want a lot of friends. We want to be really good at any sports that we play. But what is something that Jesus wants us to have? And so that's what we need to really look at. And it's like, I don't know if Jesus could play basketball really well. And I don't think it was too important to him. But what is important is, um, is looking to what he says is important. And what he emphasizes in the scriptures is what's important. So a great way is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are the great things that we want to pray that God loves us um, to answer. I always say, like as a parent myself, if one of my kids came up to me and said, Dad, I want $10 to buy candy on. I'm like, no. I mean, that's just a, you know, that's, a, that's an easy one. But if one of my kids asked me, hey, can I borrow $10? I want to buy a present. I, I want to buy a present for a friend who's going through a rough time. That's something that gets me really excited because it's something giving of themselves, not something that they're doing for, uh, for themselves. So that's something to put as an aside. I really like that verse. That verse, uh, if anything you ask in my name, I will do it. Um, uh, it gets twisted a lot. And so just so I wanted to spend a, a little bit on time. But going back to Jesus is the way. <clears throat> um, when we, so that story that I gave you is an analogy of our spiritual walk. In a road of life, there's only one true way to eternal life. There's not multiple ways. The world might say, oh, you can believe, you can be a Hindu, you can be this, 
You can work your way to salvation. You can do all that. But we know from the scriptures the only way is through Jesus. We've already talked about it. Jesus is the, is the only true door. So Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Um, and then we believe in him and we have faith. And because we have faith, um, um, by grace we are saved through faith, not a result of work so that no man can boast. Um, that's um, from Ephesians chapter 2. But because we, um, when we believe, um, God is faithful and he'll forgive us our sins and cleanse us of, from all unrighteousness. And so we have, um, so when we have a choice to make in life, which way are you going to choose? Okay? And so you're going to come into that all the time um, and you're going to have to be making choices should I make the path to the right or am I going to choose the path to the left? And when we make these choices, what helps us take the right path is um, how we, um, is how well we know who Jesus is. Do we believe that Jesus is who he says he is? So it's easy to, um, easy to get onto a path of destruction I was on a path of destruction. I thought I had my act together and knew exactly what I was, but instead it was my own pride in thinking that I could save myself. But God showed me that I cannot save myself. Only God can save me, and only through Him. The, lure, the world will lure and entice you. Um, so it's the temptations that come at you, come at you quick. And you guys are young. You guys might be going through. Um, um, you might be going through some difficult times right now, or in a few years you'll be going through some really difficult times. And so it's important that you have the understanding of who Jesus is, and you believe um, that um, you believe in what He says, and that you believe that He is what He says He is. So. In my story, I was jokingly talking about ending up in the ditch in Poison Ivy. That was true, um, but the stakes that you guys have are much higher. And so remember that, that believing that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, being, uh, being forgiven, is the only path to eternal life. And so remember that. The, the world will trick you and trick you into saying, thinking that other things are more important than knowing who Jesus is and what he's done for you. Okay? So let's pray here to close. Father, thank you for tonight. We're thankful for your word. Um, please be with us. Let us remember who you are. Let us not be distracted by the cares of this world. In Jesus' name, amen.